This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. I love the idea that you had for the episode today. Oh, seems like I had a few. So which one did you love? Just the single word, nuggets. And that brought me back to when I was getting myself involved in the, in the graphics and the printing industry. I would, you know, I went to a trade show and it's like, everything is brand new and I learned so much and it was amazing. And then I went the next year and there were a lot of the same things that people were talking about, but there were still some valuable pieces that were in there. And after going to the same trade shows every year for 15 years, I got to the point where I was speaking and telling about some of the new things that you could do based on the old ideas that I had. And, you know, the people, the same old guys, same old women are up there pontificating, telling the same old story. And every once in a while, there would be a nugget. And that would be what would made it worth going that year. So it went from being just completely gold, a whole gold mine, to there are nuggets in here, and it's valuable to find them. So when you suggested today that we talk about nuggets, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Or maybe not. Well, here's what I was talking about. Well, it's broad. So many experiences, you know, like I mentioned change. And you can just, you can't sum it up in just one thing. So there's so many lessons to be learned. For example, you know, I spend gugas of time with my kids, always have. I love them, you know, they're quite grown now. But through them, here's what it's made me think about. I thought that by a certain age, you got it, right? Like Mike is not theirs. <laughs> and you just like take the truth that you've learned and just kind of coast out with it. No, doesn't work like that. Does not so work like that. These nuggets that I'm bumping into and learning, I'm like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that there's no rest coast out time? Like I'm going to be learning, dealing with nuggets all the way to the end, this stuff can be tiring, you know? So, okay, well, so maybe isn't, that's- Isn't that the lesson to learn though, is to not to wear yourself out doing the learning, but the coast out is to find that enjoyable groove because it's not like you need to figure everything out. You've got a lot of it under control and figured out already. And if you're getting 10 nuggets a day and it's exhausting, then maybe you can get yourself down to seven or eight or maybe five or maybe three or maybe one a week. Exactly. But, you know, you're talking to this recovering control freak here. So I'm, you know, in my old life, I am prepared for every eventuality. 
If a because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a planner, right? And if a new one shows up, hey, give me a second. I'm going to work this out. Not excluding, you know, the power of the universe and all of that. Not excluding that, but saying, listen, I got to move. I got to move. Now it's like this keeps happening. Guess what? I'm giving up on this thing. Spirit, just let me know what you're doing. Because this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. And change brings a lot. And I think, for me anyway, I am trying something new over the last couple of years and just relax and see where the change is taking me and work with that. But it just keeps happening. You know, it just keeps happening. And sometimes the change happens in several different directions all at the same time. And it's like, uh-oh, I'm right back into the vortex of having everything that. up in the air at once. I thought I outgrew this. I thought I had this one down. <laughs> but it comes to me in a new way. I just wanted to say something to Anthony, Arthur Anthony. He's got a note in there. And mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel ignored. We may or may not be able to talk about that, but I see it. And guess what? I did copy your link, and I will look at it, I promise, like right after the show. You know, see, so you hang in there with us and Carol's you're not busy. ignored. Carol's busy. Yeah, yeah. And okay. likely to be a nugget at the end of that story. Somebody was asking me yesterday about how you and I originally connected. And that is such an unlikely story. You know, the only Facebook ad I ever ran and the only time you ever clicked on a Facebook ad. And then I called you back immediately and it was divinely ordained. But you're leaving out the most important part. Now, you can't leave this part out. I said to Spirit, I got to have a teacher with flesh on it. <laughs> I've been hanging out with the Ascended Masters for years now. I love them. I keep meeting new ones but I really need a teacher that I can talk to that can answer me back immediately that I'm not going to have to sit in meditation for an hour. Not that that's bad, but you know, I need a little bit of help here. And that's the day I went on Facebook and that's when you came. See, it's important. Okay. I did not do the preamble there. And by the way, you also have a teacher who you can argue with. Like when I say something that you don't like, you can object immediately. It's like, wait, 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 wait a second. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you know, so this might take us another. I disagree with the Ascended Masters when we're talking, especially if we're not in a group, if it's one. I'll say, like James Allen, I'm doing with him right now. James, this is not going to fly. Okay? <laughs> this is 2023. This is not going to fly. I understand what you're saying, but... And as I keep on reading, like he doesn't change his mind, he does not flex. So I flex, you know, so it depends on how you, you know, how you look at, at that interchange, exchange or conversation. With you, you answer pretty immediately. I don't push back as much with you. I'm so sensible. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. I don't push back as much with you because you are from this time space that we're living in. And if you're saying something that I'm not clear about because you're like this new thought genius and I'm trying to get there, I'll figure, okay, let me just figure out what he already knows within this, you know, like 2023 space right now, 
with James Allen there back there in the 1800s. Okay, truth is the truth and it translates, but you guys ain't quite getting it. I'll just try to bring it up myself. I don't know. This is a little bit different, but I needed somebody with skin on them. You're the one spirit sent. You're it. So yep. I, th right? I even said, you're kidding. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Him? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I mean, that goes, you know, but and we've already been through that, right? It was always a nice, you're kidding. So when you, whenever you say something that I'm confused about or even disagree with, I always say, okay, spirit, this is the one you said. So let me try to figure out what he's saying. It doesn't mean that I don't come back and challenge you. Sometimes I do. I think that's part of it too, right? So in the unlikely event that we can loop this back to the topic that we chose for today of nuggets, are there any nuggets that you can bring to mind right now of things that have come up along the way that seemed initially either were like opaque or not visible and then suddenly wound up being sparkly bits of gold? Oh, well, we did mention it, being a control freak. And I'm not saying I was proud of it. I felt that my position in my family all of my life had required that kind of personality. So I felt very comfortable and even happy that in this position that I'm in, I have that ability to do that. And so I never questioned it. I always try to be gracious and loving, you know, and cautious, but control freak nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And it became, it was a comfort zone, you know, and actually I didn't get a whole lot of challenges in my whole life about any decisions that I made was, that was it. And then here, you come along and cause me to rethink it. I think that might've been the biggest hurdle for me. Okay. You. Yeah. Cause it's letting go. Yeah. And the interesting part is going back because we have the entire library, the, the arc of our interactions coming up on a hundred episodes worth that are all living out there in podcast land. And so somebody can start listening at episode one, where you proudly proclaim your card carrying control freak membership. And you probably didn't notice that much of me kind of saying, well, all right, if it's working for you, then go for it. Let's see what happens. Because I know what happens when somebody who has a history of liking to be in control gets really deep into becoming active in their metaphysical nature is like the control stuff has to go away. Okay. So let's look at this word like, because that's an important word that you said who likes being in control. And I never felt that I ever had a choice. I was born, the firstborn, and that's a value, you know, that's a position in our family, even in the extended family. You're the firstborn, you have certain responsibilities, you lead responsibly. And so in your downtime, you figure out what to do when the lights come back on kind of thing. And so, <laughs> it's, you know, and it's just how it was. And I was very proud to be able to do that in my corporate life and in every job, I just stepped into that. And it wasn't a like, it was who I was. And meeting you, you're saying there's another way. I'm like, he doesn't know what it's like, first of all. When we're teaching people how to create their new experience, and basically we believe that what we're experiencing in our life is a result of what we believe. And some of them are beliefs that we are aware of and we know that we have them and they're chosen beliefs. And others are hidden beliefs that we don't know where it came from or they're from so far back that that's just the way that it's always been. Mm -hmm. And I am sure that you know 
a fair number of firstborn children who should have been the leading, controlling, let me take care of this stuff, that just screw it up completely. They are completely unable to do that. They drop the ball so often that somebody else picks it up and becomes the one who is going to take care of stuff that needs to be taken care of. My suspicion is you were the firstborn, so they tried handing that baton to you, and you grabbed it and carried it. That's right. That's well, <laughs> you know. You thought you had to, and then and you could, so you did. Absolutely, and that was it, the belief. That was the belief. There was no question. Do you know? It's just Except no if you hadn't been able to, if you'd stumbled and dropped the baton often enough, your dad would have said, oh, okay, let's find somebody else who can carry this. I can't even imagine my father saying that. You know, he, I just. He wouldn't have said it. He would have just done it. He, whatever. Right. I don't know. The definition just, of insanity is to continue to hand the controls to somebody who keeps crashing the car. It's like, I, no, eventually let's, let's get a different driver. I think for the biggest learning for me with you in that regard was that there were others in my, you know, like extended family, some other cousins that were firstborns, and all of us took our position there. But then when it came to us being together, we would always acquiesce to whoever was the oldest in the group at the time. So it was just the way of things worked. Never thought of it working any other way. But then now that you mentioned it, there was one who dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> and But sadly, though, Sadly, yeah. she well, was always shunned. sad. She was shunned. She was really shunned because she could not carry, you know, the torch the way it is required in this family. Mm -hmm. Actually, she's several years older than I am. And about four or five years ago, we talked a little bit about that, a little tiny bit, you know, because I wanted to apologize to her for how she had been treated, just being who she was. And it did a lot of damage to her, really. This, this is, it really, really did. So much so that I didn't know what to do with that. I felt badly if I had been any part of it, but I didn't know how to fix it. Still don't, actually, because, you know, you, you come faith. And I do want to say this, too. It's not taking God's place. It's not that God can't, I didn't leave room for God. It was... Our family was so God family, you know, so, so much so that you think in your quiet time, you're getting input from God and you just carry it out. So it just becomes a natural way of functioning until you meet Bill Marcioni and New Thought. And here it is, the word, let go. I'm going to need therapy for this, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> but, Let's but, take a break. When we continue the conversation about nuggets, perhaps we'll talk about what we do when we learn that things are different than we thought they were. Mm. Yeah. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. 
The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. We're going to do... We're going to talk some more about nuggets and specifically about what happens when we find out something we thought was going on is actually different than what we thought. And every once in a while that happens. Like when, as Carol was discussing, the pattern in the family is that the firstborn always takes charge and is the one who's in control and has everything organized. And it turns out there is a slightly older cousin who was not suited to that role. And it didn't work well because there was the belief that everybody in this family does that. And when she couldn't do that, then it sounds like you treated her like she wasn't in the family. I didn't, but others did. Yeah. That's, you know, when somebody is shunned, it's like, well, you don't belong here. And it's really sad when that happens. And then the whole group has the opportunity, not, not that the whole group always does this, the whole group has the opportunity to take a look at what made them think that that was the way things were going to be because maybe things are different than the way that they had been supposing. And the word that we use for that is assumption. Mm-hmm. We make the assumption that things are going to be a particular way or going to go in a particular pattern. And then when it turns out that we made a mistaken assumption, then we have no idea how far we have to backtrack. Where did that start? And, you know, do I have to dig it? <laughs> do I have to dig that all the way up to the back, back to the source? Or can I just cut the root where it is now and leave the old piece in place? We don't know. We don't know. I'm really big on meditation and it comes in different forms. So for me, just to be quick, to me, it's just to shut down, stop thinking my own opinions and just be as blank as possible and ask spirit to, to please help me clarify, help me understand this. Now, to me, it's it's that simple. I know to others there, there's more pieces to the you know to it than that, but I'm just so absolutely clear and confident that spirit speaks when we slow down and we're quiet. In the case that we just mentioned, you know, my heart went out to my older cousin, but then there was a time when I felt like I was falling off the wagon and not, you know, presenting properly. And so I went to another older cousin and I wanted to talk about it and and she would not hear it. She said, you know, and she said, I don't hear this. You know what your call is in life. Get your ASS up, get it in order. (laughs) And, you know, so the conversation was like that. And I walked away thinking, okay, so... She's correct. So I got, you know, I got back in marching order. Now, to some that might seem wrong, but it was helpful. It really was because it was, we're not going to take time for you to feel sorry and indulge in this. You know what's correct. Now go do it. Mm. You know, so, but I think that probably doesn't work for everybody. 
And I went away with a spirit of gratitude and to me, complete humility, understanding that I can fall short, but that doesn't change what I am responsible for, that is myself and my own decisions. So keep it moving because there are people that need to see that, you know, and, and that's part of the control thing. It's not always about the person, but it's about others that, you know, in a former life I called that I serve. I am responsible to help you and present to you the way God works. And so I have to allow God to work so that you can see it. But yeah, you don't have to dig too far for that. I mean, you can if you have time, but sometimes we don't have time. You know, everything is moving. So sit down, see what God says and get up and keep it moving because people need that. You know, they need that. And that response of, you know, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and just continue on doing this the way that we do this, because you can and you have, and the people around you need you to continue. So just do it, mm -hmm. you know, get over yourself. That can work really well. And it can also work really badly. If somebody is completely burned out and under-resourced and they don't have it left to do that and somebody gives them that pep talk, oh, just do it. It's like it's unhelpful and it alienates the relationship. So there's also the, I was going to say need, it's not a need. There's the importance or the opportunity of being sensitive to the situation because the answer isn't necessarily always the same. The answer might be different for different people. It might be different for the same people on a different day. Like if you have it today, then you do it. And if you don't have it today, then pretending like you have it isn't going to help. I see what you mean, but here we go. We have to go back to the source of our belief and find our direction there. Now, it may not be your source of your belief may not be in what you learned in Sunday school. It, it might be a little further back than that. In the case of your family, this is something that your family has believed for a long time. For a long time. However, they are, you know, quote, they would say God people. So the idea is that you open yourself up to spirit or God, and God will show you what to do, right? Psalm 37 says that the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. And so you stay in touch with God and you will get your next step and you do it, you know, and your hurt feelings will be taken care of. <laughs> you'll have, you'll have your moment, but it's about trust, you know? So it's what you believe in how God acts in your life. So I always believe that I am never outside of God's presence or, you know, comfort zone, whatever you call it. So if I take the next step, I usually do it and say, you know, I've even said, this is so funny, God, you see what I just did? <laughs> okay, now listen, I think that that's what you told me, but I hope you got this because I took this step. Now that's happened more than once, but it has to do with what I believe about God. And I think that's where I try to take people back to what you believe about God helps you take the next step. Mm -hmm. you, so with new the thought, huge, yes. the huge piece in there is about surrender. It's about letting go because 
when we get into an ego battle, because this is the way that I've always done it, and then there's pain or difficulty or challenge that's come along, and we take that to meditation, if the answer is do it differently, then and we get into an argument where our ego says, well, I can't do it differently because my family's always done it this way, and I was always brought up to believe this or that or whatever, and you then run into that internal conflict. Something's got to give. Something gets to change. And as you have noticed throughout your illustrious career, you got to do what God says to do. Because if you don't, it just doesn't work at all. No, it doesn't. And so people say, you know, well, how do I know? How do I know that it's God? Look, look back at how God has worked in your life in the past. I don't think God plays tricks. You know, if God has, you know, let's just take a simple example. If God speaks to you through music and that has been, you know, that's your most sensitive, open spiritual place, then I would think that you might want to be in meditation with, you know, music if that calms you and so forth. Being in trouble is not the place in midstream to be changing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just not. So, you know, in the toughest places, even with the pressure from family, I know God will tell me the next. Now, I have had times when I've said to God, look, this is not what we discussed. This is not it. And so I'm not moving until you, God, <laughs> get back on track with what we were talking about. And then I laugh and sit there. Now, it's important not to get up after you say that. <laughs> you got to stay, right? You got to stay. After you've gotten all that out of the way, then sit. And the next thing is to trust and receive. And if you don't get it within your time of meditation, just get up and walk. You know, just go on with life. It's going to come. It's going mm -hmm. to come. Yep. You know, so you will always know. Yeah. And there's a lot of times, you know, somebody will get an idea and this happens a lot for, to we recovering control freaks. We can recognize that it's happened because I spent a whole long time in that same exact category where I could figure stuff out. I don't know that you ever told me you were really a control freak. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Perfectionist. Perfectionist control oh, yeah. freak. Yeah. yeah. And so it is possible to have our minds come up with a great idea and convince us that it's a spectacularly good idea. And it's possible for our ego mind to do that while we're sitting there trying to meditate. So here's this quiet place. And I used to do voices on the radio. And sometimes that ego voice does a really good impression of the still small voice. And it's trying to convince me that this is spirit speaking to me when it's my ego trying to pretend like this is God ordained. And the paradoxical thing that I found is really helpful is resistance. When I get a great idea for something that I can do, something new and wonderful that comes up in a meditation, if I go out and do it and it was my ego, then there's, you know, it's like a sitcom ready to happen. And if I just resist, say, well, maybe that is a good idea or maybe not. Let me just sit on that for a little while. If it's my ego, it tends to come back with an embellishment or a different idea. It's going to keep trying stuff until it can convince me that we're in charge and let's hey, let's go ahead and roll this thing down the hill. And if it's truly God speaking to me, God calls back. Same message one more time and again and again and again. Letting it go through a voicemail, trying not to answer the call does not work. When spirit wants you to do something and you're open to doing what spirit wants to do, the message comes through loud and clear and repeatedly. You 
you know, you need to listen for it, but it doesn't have to be subtle. You know what? That's a lot. <laughs> that's, really, that's a lot because that's a lot of thinking, right? I'm a little bit more simplistic, probably because I don't know as much. So well, it's, it's, it, you, you have established over many years a technique. So you just know intuitively and within yourself when it's spirit speaking. Yeah, because like I've tried to learn, I listened to you about the ego and I've tried to learn that. I've tried to see what is ego, is it speaking? And it confuses me terribly. So for me, if something comes to me, I'm thinking, like I wake up in the morning before I get up at 5 a.m. between 4.45 and 5. And by the time my foot hits the floor, I got a whole bunch of ideas on yesterday, something new to do with this one. And I just shut it all down. And when I get to my meditation spot, I just say, listen, now maybe this is ego. I don't know. But I get up and when I'm done, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to look for signs and messages to support what I'm thinking. I'm really not doing a whole heck of a lot right now because I don't have, I'm not, I don't know how this is going to work out. So for example, I have a lot on my plate over the last several months, stressed out stuff like, and I didn't know what to do. And I was trying to make decisions and nothing seemed right. I got an envelope in the mail that had some money in it designated for one of the things on the chopping block on my list. I was ready to chop it. And this check came in and paid for it and took me so far over what I was concerned about. That's how it works for me. I mean, it's not that I don't have to think it, I do, but I just know that spirit is going to respond when I'm chilling, when I'm quiet, and if I'm patient. And that check had been in the mail for about maybe several days. And I opened, I just looked and I said, you know what? I don't have to think about this anymore. You know, I had to catch a tear, right? <laughs> because I was so frustrated about this particular thing. I didn't have to think anymore. Spirit worked it out through somebody else. Mm -hmm. and said, Yeah, you're ready to give up? Spirit says, eh, not yet. Not yet. So, not you yet. know, man, chop something else, but not this. You're not, <laughs> not putting that this. down yet. Yeah, yeah. Let's take another break and then do a practical prayer on releasing and opening and accepting. And it's going to have to do with fists. It's Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class.
Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're going to pray. We're going to do a practical prayer. And this is about guidance and allowing spirit to inform us as to what our next steps are. So we've been talking about that during the podcast episode today. And this is part of the very specific technique that we can use to do that when we're in a meditation or a prayer. So let's do that. Start by turning away from the world around you. There's stuff, there's ideas, there's thoughts and notions and plans that we all have. And they're very valuable. And they are a lot of the ways that we organize and operate our lives according to these great ideas that we've had and understanding of how all the pieces are fitting together and how the world works and how other people are going to be supporting and engaging and opposing and interacting with us. And maybe that's all true. And maybe there's something bigger. So as we turn our attention away from the specifics and the details in the world around us, we can open ourselves up to the divine presence, that God essence that is everything, that is everywhere, that is everyone, that one creative force that has shared itself as all of its creation. Everything, everywhere, everyone is God's divine presence expressed in a unique and specific way. That infinite intelligence that knows everything, that has created everything, that has created each of us, is the same intelligence with which we're thinking. All of the knowledge, all of the insight, all of the wisdom anywhere is available everywhere, and that means it's available to each of us at the exact perfect moment. And in order to be filled with that next new idea, the first thing we get to do is let go of the old ideas. When we're breathing, we can take in a big, deep breath, but we can't take in another big, deep breath until we breathe out the first one. There is a process. There is an unfolding. And by releasing whatever has led us to this point, whatever we thought we knew, whatever we thought was important, as we open to that next new possibility, we surrender the thought that we already have it figured out. We can open ourselves to something brand new. We can allow that newness to fill us up. The metaphor is the fist. If you clench your fist, it feels powerful. You can throw a punch. You can hold on to something. You can grasp firmly. And by releasing, by opening our hands, we have the ability to receive something new and different. There's still the possibility of clenching our fists again. There's still the possibility and the opportunity to grab something or to lift something or to hold something or to embrace something, or to throw wide our arms and allow some wonderful new experience to happen to us. That infinite creative power that creates everything is ready to give us that next wonderful, joyous, happy, prosperous, healthy, vital, loving, comfortable, creative, spiritual experience. And as we let go of our insistence about how it's going to work, we open ourselves up to wonderful new possibilities. And that infinite creative power that creates everything creates this next newness for us, through us, as us, each individually and all together. That is how newness flows into the world. As we let go of whatever led to this moment and embrace that brand new possibility to allow ourselves to be guided by that still small voice, 
to allow ourselves to take steps in directions that we might not have considered previously. To allow ourselves to move ever higher on our own evolutionary path. That's how love unfolds. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good that's showing up for and through and as each of us. And I'm grateful to be able to release this word into that creative law and to know without any question whatsoever that the law is already responding. It's already saying, yes, this good is already underway. That wisdom and insight and uplift and guidance and newness and freshness is happening now. And so I let it be. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.